Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's time for some Week 10 Best Bets. And joining me to pick some winners, Pete. Push, Prisco, and RJ White. What's up, fellas? I hate pushes. What's up? I didn't like how we changed the on the NFL experts page. And I guess it is technically more accurate. May have been RJ, so if, if it was your idea, apologies in advance for criticizing it. Um, I liked it better when it was like it was always at a half point. So you either won or you lost. It wasn't wasn't my doing, I don't think. Um, it almost happened a while ago, but um the, the Part of that is we're trying to give people the correct information on the market, and That's like true. some of them, you're never gonna if it's if it's three, it's three, and it doesn't move off three. You're you're kind of shading it to to help you guys out either way. If you give it two and a half or three and a half, yeah, I think it should be That's accurate. Important. Yeah, sure. I just hate pushes. Yeah, me too. And I had two of them last week. You know who hates pushes the most is are the sports books. They don't like giving back money. <laughs> like it's we wanted some action on this game. We we figured it's going to be in a spot. We'd rather either win or lose. You know. That's right. a good point. And uh, if you're if you're new to betting, um, a push means it hits the exact number, and it's the bets uh, just void because you don't lose any juice on a push. And if you, I mean, if you're losing juice on a push, then you should probably shop elsewhere. Yeah, you just get it's. It's like you never made your bet. They just give you whatever your stake is back. Our, two, our pushes last week: Chargers minus three hit hit that three at the end for the field goal. Um, on that weird ending, and then the Buccaneers had that last-minute comeback for Tom Brady, second latest comeback in his career, I believe, um, five seconds, and he got that touchdown, got the the sixteen to thirteen win, and that was the number. So, um, and uh, it was actually the latest a I found this crazy the latest a fourth or a game-winning drive or a fourth quarter comeback, however you want to define it, started in Tom Brady's career. Forty-four seconds left on the clock. That's the latest he's ever started. That's wild to me. I mean, not like. Like it's easy to do with 30 seconds or anything like that, but you know what I mean? Like that's kind of shocking that it was 44. He's always had 45 seconds or more. I mean, it was that was a gift, but it doinked off Scotty Miller's face to a possession before it should have been up anyways. Right. But the Hall of Famer might have brought him back though, if that were the case. I think uh Matthew Stafford might be hurt. Well, I mean, his line is awful. Yeah. What are you uh, basing that on? The fact that he's in the concussion protocol now? Uh, yeah, that, and I'm, I'm trying to just make up for, uh, oh yeah, look at Daniel Cordero gets it. The puffy bottom parlay. We're renaming it. Uh, Brady Quinn, uh, who, by the way, donated another thousand dollars to a charity, a veterans charity to uh, celebrate veterans day. If you're listening to the podcast on Friday, happy veterans day. Um, Brady donated it. He's up to, I think $4,000 donated in the name of the jets. Fortunately for Brady, it's the jets buy. So he won't lose any money this week. RJ with three, two and one in week nine. Finally, a hot week. Was it when the leaves turn brown? I wear the league crown. Is that what the? Uh, is that what we say? Yeah, except it never happens, though. <laughs> With me or you? Either one of us. <laughs> That's right. So it's not like Wilson always steals it. Uh, I went four and one, and Pete went two, two, and 
two. Even Steven. Overall, I, I, RJ. I now, got gifts. I got gifts on the two ties. I'll say it. But I oh, got it was the two. Bucks and what else? Chargers. Chargers. Oh yeah. And I got one taken away from me because the commander should have covered. Oh uh, yeah. Huh. Well, that's such is life in the NFL. Uh, RJ now 30, 21, and two, a scorching nine games above 500. If you want RJ's picks, uh, when he, as soon as he puts them in every week, go to sportsline.com slash join, use promo code white. You'll get your first month for a dollar and you can turn on RJ's alerts when he gets them in. So you get the best of the number. I'm curious to see if, did you have, did you put um, any Viking stuff in on uh, Sportsline? No, we'll talk about that game in a minute, but I did not want to be on the Viking side. I didn't. I was just curious if it was injury related. Uh, Pete, 29, 22, and two, and I'm 25, 29, and two. We're gonna get on the, I'm going to get on the right side of 500 this week. I'm feeling it. We start a little head to head action here. We start with the London game or the Germany game, excuse me, the early morning game. Seahawks at the Buccaneers. Tampa now on Caesars minus two and a half, minus 120. We're using Tampa minus three over under 45 and a half for our purposes pete um look you got a an mvp candidate against a washed up old man gino smith and tom brady who you got here i'm gonna take the bucks i, I this line looks fi- I, i'm call me a a big fish because i'm biting i i just don't understand this line i, I think tampa bay I, seattle's okay but this is a um a weird line to me i, I think tom brady's gonna light that secondary up i know those young kids have played well but i think they're actually going to have success throwing the football against them for once um, uh, the other side of the ball, uh, you know, look, Geno's played well. They can run the ball, and Bucks haven't been the same defense. But I, I just think this line looks funny. But I, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Tom Brady minus the points. This line was all the way down at one uh, beginning of the week, and then people are kind of in the same boat as Pete. Like, what what is t- Tom Brady doing? Only laying one against Seattle, and they bet it up and to three at one point. Now it's at two and a half. Tampa's offense has disappointed, but their defense is playing well, particularly against the pass. Um, for this is the first top 10 defense Seattle's faced since weeks one and two. And we know their offense struggled in those weeks, but I can't count on Tampa Bay to score in bunches with the state of their offense. I know you look at the roster, they're talented, but they're just not putting it together right now. Don't know if it's failure coaching, don't know if it's a failure of the quarterback, don't know if it's a failure of the offensive line, which doesn't look very good. And people will look at Seattle um, overperforming and say, well, they haven't played that many people. They haven't had the toughest schedule. Tampa Bay lost to Green Bay at home. When we know Green Bay is not good. Tampa Bay lost to Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay lost to Carolina. These aren't good teams um, they're, th- that they're losing to. Um, Seattle's D, I think, does enough to keep this one close. At three, it's a best bet for me. I have Seattle plus three is a best bet. Um, two and a half, I still like them. But you should be able to find three and play Seattle at three. Yeah, I got Seattle plus three is a best bet, too. Sorry, RJ. Don't want to take you uh, take you down. You're hot, man. I'm, I'm good. But back up all my picks now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it feels like um, – I mean, I guess it was, I mean, it was a while ago, I suppose, because it was, you know, early October. But, you know, I remember you saying on this podcast, you're like, yeah, everybody's talking about the Lions as a team that, you know, goes to the over, but it's actually the Seahawks. Uh, and we got a 48 45 score against Detroit and then a 32 uh, 39 score at New Orleans for the Seahawks. They've won four straight games since that loss to New Orleans in the Superdome, um, two on the road, two at home. Gave up nine points to the Cardinals, 23 points to the Chargers, 13 points to the Giants, 21 points to the Cardinals. Now, I know those aren't, you know, just insanely explosive offenses, but something has changed with this Seahawks uh, defense over the last month, and, and it's really looking sharp. You know, you do worry a little bit about will Pete Carroll try and pound Kenneth Walker into that front of Tampa Bay because that's – and as you pointed out, they are better against the pass than they have been in, in years before. But um, I, I, I like I like Seattle with the points. I just think – if you're giving me three points with this criminally undervalued all-year team in Seattle, I'm going to take them. I also like the fact that uh, Seattle – I don't know if you know this, Pete. This is a fun fact of the day. The earth is round. No kidding. They go over the top is what you're going to say. Their their trip is a little less than uh, – It's a little bit more. Same. It's, a, yeah, it's and, and, closer and Okay, but think. their time zones are a lot different, aren't they? Uh, yeah, of course. Now, the other thing is Seattle went a day earlier, which I kind of like. And, and again, we, you know, there's – fairly you know it can be hit or miss on the on the specifics of what works for uh changing time zones and changing countries for these teams but i like the fact uh that they are um i like the fact that they are there a day earlier and you saw this video of them getting hyped up no jet lag for the seahawks give me give me uh seattle which supposedly is the most popular nfl team in germany even though tom brady probably more popular seahawks is the best bet for me now how many knee highs do you think were on the plane 
I bet Gino like moonwalked on the plane just to like make fun like and like hopefully they videotaped it just to make fun of um, i would love that i love that i said that all week i said please get me video of him high high knee and up just like ma- just making fun of russell did oh, you yeah. uh did you hear pete carroll's quote by the way on, which uh, one he said if you, uh, we, we talked about this on the brady quinn football show so i'll make it quick but uh yesterday but he said if you notice gino's going off the wristband and that's a big help carroll said it smoothed things out sped things up clean things up and that's part of it too we never did that before there was resistance to that, so we didn't do that before. When Shane says something to Gino, he's not doubting it. He's just going with it. So there's a real immediate flow that accelerates all the process. I mean, he's just kicking Russell under the bus. I love it so much. All right, next up, Saints. Minus one and a half on the road at the Steelers. Over under 40 here, Pete. Andy Dalton out of primetime, back in the one o'clock slot at on the road against a familiar AFC North opponent. Yeah, I think this is a great spot for the Steelers. Uh, I really do. I, I think that they're coming off a bye. Saints are playing on a short week. They looked terrible the other night. Their defense was awful. Um, you know, Pittsburgh isn't great, uh, but I think they're being at home. Uh, you know, I think they're they're going to be able to run the ball on the Saints. Everybody, I mean, last week was terrible in their run defense. I, I think Pittsburgh uh, will win the game outright. You're going to give me a point and a half. I'll take it. So make it a best bet, Steelers. Love the Steelers, too. Great spot, like you said. It was two and a half. I didn't put it in on Sportsline. I was hoping to get three. I was being greedy. There's no reason it should have been three. There's no reason it should have been two and a half. Um, now it's down to one and a half. Um, Pittsburgh's D should have T.J. Watt back. William Jackson, if he's healthy, boost the secondary. It was a big trade they made, but we haven't seen the the fruits of that yet. Um, I love the Pittsburgh money line, too. I, I would have loved taking a plus three at home. For me, I play him in a teaser, uh, get it up to plus seven and a half. Pittsburgh is at a brutal schedule. Just two teams less than 500. One of them was Tampa Bay, which I mentioned earlier. One of them was at Cleveland, not a terrible team they're just playing a lot of tough teams they have five of their eight games on the road too so very bad spot for pittsburgh new orleans coming on the short week like you said they have a losing record despite six of nine games at home uh, so they have a scheduling edge there too i think kenny pickett's more comfortable in the offense coming out of the bye you love seeing that reset with these young quarterbacks getting a little bit more comfortable now should come out maybe they could do a little bit more different things offensively i do think they're going to win the game but definitely tease it up to seven and a half I've got the Steelers as a best bet as well. Um, the one thing that scared me was Andy Dalton. You know, everybody's dogging him after that performance against the Ravens on, on Monday night, but it's a short way. And now he's in you know the one o'clock slot. However, Andy Dalton in his career against the Steelers. And I mean, obviously Mike Tomlin has been there the entire time. 16 games played against the Steelers, three and 13 completed 58.4% of his passes 6.1 yards per attempt, 19 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That is a bad split and, and enough, I think, of a sample size that you can draw, you can take into account that this Pittsburgh team and this Pittsburgh coaching staff, or at least the guy mainly in charge, understands how to pressure Andy Dalton, how to make Andy Dalton uncomfortable, and how to turn him over. Um, that's almost a pick per game, man. That's pretty stout over, over 16 yeah, games. Yeah, but the Steelers have had good defenses in times. They're not the great defense this time. I know. I, I, I mean, you, I mean, you can't, that's some of that. Andy Dalton's three thirteen against Pittsburgh, man, and the, and the Bengals won a lot of like a lot of games during that stretch when he was when he was in Cincinnati. That's all I'm saying. Steelers best bet for me. I've come the boards, so we're we're mushed them. Yeah. Uh, there's no revenge here, right? I've got. Uh, let me make sure. I gotta get make sure. I got. I got, I got like a lot of revenge games here. Let me make sure. I didn't miss them yet. Well, we're gonna have to poo poo half of them because I know you're stretching them. Yeah, there's five of them, and you can probably poo-poo like three of them. But I, I was I was honest about it last week. Broncos at Titans. Titans minus two and a half, over under 36 and a half. Wow. Um, Ryan Tannehill limited in practice on Wednesday. I don't believe we record this around 1 o'clock on Thursday. I don't believe the Titans injury report has come out for – Thursday, if he's upgraded, RJ, I would assume that this moves past three, right? Yeah, you got to figure if Tannehill's the quarterback, people will like them. I see also Jeffrey Simmons still in a walking boot as of 1 p.m. Thursday, mm. too. So that would be a big loss for their secondary. Uh, Pete, what do you think about this That's game? Their defensive line. Uh, I'll take the Titans. Uh, I just, the Bronco, I'm never, uh, that Broncos offense is putrid. Uh, I just think they're awful. And I know not having Simmons would be monster for them, but but I, I just think that offense is so bad. Not that, you know, Malik Willis, if he plays, can actually pass the football. He's not ready for that, but they'll run it and run it and run it um, like they always do. They're tough. They'll cover this number. I'll take the Titans. 
and they'll um, commit some magic on the, the Denver defense like they had the last two times to not know that a run is coming because it seems like these defenses don't know what's coming, even though Malik Willis is that quarterback and they can't stop it. Somehow no one can defend that run game when they don't throw. The Denver's defense, number one in yards per play, but all, a lot of that is pass. They're 27th in rush yards per play. So maybe Tennessee's able to run the ball here. Uh, no offense, like you said, needed to buy more than Denver. They have terrible, terrible, terrible. I think that they might improve two weeks of repair, reset do whatever they need to do there. The coaching edge here at two and a half might steer me to, to the Titans, but 36 and a half is the total. Got to tease it up to plus eight and a half points are worth so much more in these super low total games that uh, I made Denver at the second half of my teaser with Pittsburgh. I like that a lot better than going after um, just simply taking the Titans, which I definitely thought about doing. Um, you know, you look at the Denver defense and like you say, RJ, not very good against the run. I mean, Derrick Henry uh, missed practice, not injury-related on Wednesday, or didn't practice. The Titans' injury list, injury report is pretty lengthy, man. I mean, it does not bode well for uh, a ton of healthy people on the field for uh, Tennessee. But if their offensive line's out there and Derrick Henry's out there and maybe Ryan Tannehill or maybe Malik Willis is even better because if you're going up against a team that can't stop the run and you don't want to pass and you just run a bunch of read option, you just pound Derrick Henry – I mean, if they hadn't gotten away from the run on Sunday night, they they beat they beat the Chiefs. I I think they'll recommit to the I think they'll recommit to the run, obviously, and then double down on it in the second half. Here, I like the Titans. Almost made them a best bet, uh, but passed because of the injuries. And if you if you like the Titans, as like you know, if you're listening or watching and you like the Titans as a best bet, and you as you know, we point out, if if Ryan Tannehill practices on or you know. Practices like is upgraded from limited on Thursday. Maybe dive on that because it could move up. Jaguars at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus nine and a half over under 50 and a half. Just the second time, Pete, that Doug Peterson, uh, Andy Reid's old quarterback and Andy Reid's old OC, go head to head the last time, 2017, uh, when um, the Chiefs beat the Eagles by a touchdown in week either two or three, I believe. Since that Eagles team has so much relevance to this Jaguars team. Is it a revenge game? Uh, no. He doesn't want okay. to take the Jaguars, so it's not a revenge yeah. game. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, think, I, I think Doug Pierce and Andy Reid like each other. What's that? <laughs> Spot on. You don't want to take the Jaguars, so you're not making it a revenge game. I know. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I, I didn't even include it on my list. Exactly. I mean, yeah, do you want me to take it as a revenge game? <laughs> Money line. Money. I'm going to actually – I'm going to – I actually think Jacksonville hangs around in the game. I think they're physical enough on defense to hang around. We saw what Tennessee did with their physical front the other day. Um, I think they're going to make him be patient, and he doesn't like it. He threw for, what, 440 yards and didn't hit any big plays down the field till late. Uh, I think Jacksonville played the same style of defense, hang around, I'm not a big believer in that Chiefs defense. I think there's vulnerability there. So I'm going to tease the Jaguars up and take 15 and a half as part of my, my teaser. That's interesting. I think with that angle, you probably would just want to play the nine and a half if, if you think it's going to go similar to that I Titans game. Yeah, but you never know because with that secondary sometimes in Jacksonville, they have guys that have lapses, so they might have some hit some shots down the field. So I, I'm, I'm taking the 15 and a half. As a teaser. Yeah, my problem with Jacksonville is they always seem like a one step forward, two steps back type of team. Every time it seems like they're getting better than they fall apart in some other way. Um, they haven't played awful despite their record, but I do like fading them off a win here. Kansas City, as you kind of alluded to, outgained Tennessee 499 yards to 229 yards. The Kansas City defense allowed seven yards in the final 10 drives there. It wasn't just a late game thing. It was literally like Tennessee did what they wanted to for three, two, three drives, and then nothing from there. Um, so I, I am a little bit bigger a believer of the Kansas City defense. Jacksonville's defense, much better versus the run than the past they're 26th in sack rate i think mahomes could have a big day here um jacksonville's offense could run on the kansas city defense but i don't trust the pass offense as much if they fall behind i have kansas city minus nine and a half as a best bet surprise they didn't take care of business last week even though they did get the win i think they're, they're kind of due for a big one here yeah the uh obviously you get the or pete's got the jaguars in the teaser yeah, yeah. so at uh 15 and a half 16 and yeah 15 and a half I was like, I was, doing, I was writing my picks column, and I was like, I think, you know, I think the Jaguars, like, you know, they can run the ball, like, you know, da, 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 I think they hang around, blah blah blah. And then, I, then all I could picture in my head was Mahomes throwing his third first quarter touchdown, 
and the Jags just being completely overwhelmed by a Casey offense that just decided to just come out and obliterate that secondary. I also think um, because everyone's going to play Justin Fields in DFS, that Mahomes might be a sneaky low owned DFS option who just goes nuclear against the Jags. Just, just a thought. High total, 15 and a half. Won't be a very high-owned game or high-roster game or whatever it is now. Uh, no best bet for me here. I, I am on the site. I'm taking the Jaguars to like either jump. I hope, I hope they do what they did against the Eagles where they jump out early and then the Chiefs do their thing and then the Jaguars just hang around long enough to stay inside the number. But if the Chiefs annihilated them out of the gate, it, it wouldn't shock me. And that would probably lead to a pretty comfortable cover on that best bet for RJ. Texans at the Giants. The New York football giants, we have them at minus five. It is actually down to four and a half now, a total of 40 and a half. The giants coming off their buy. The Texans actually got a mini buy after kind of keeping it close-ish with the uh, Eagles last Thursday, Pete. I think this is a great opportunity for the Texans to hang around this entire game because the giants can't stop the run. They're bad against the run. Pierce will run for 130 in this game and keep a minute. And uh, I just think that you're giving me that many points. I don't, I don't The Giants, they've been okay. But they've you look at their numbers, they've just ordinary. And so I think the Texans are going to hang around. I'll take the four and a half as a best bet. Yeah, I get it. Nobody wants to believe in the Giants. Um, they obviously didn't believe in them for much of the year. They kept on being underdogs, kept winning outright. Then that streak ended with that Seattle game. They had to go out west. The tra- travel caught up to them. Um, and they did not look great there. But they've had two weeks to stew on that loss. And when these very, very good coaching staffs. Like I think we we all agree the Giants have. You give them a bye, give them two weeks to prepare, cook up some other things. I think this offense could come out and look better than it's looked. Houston's offense, Houston's awful at stopping the run anyway. I mean, Saquon should probably run wild no matter what they do. But I think you can put more wrinkles in the offense with Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball figuring out some stuff to do. Um, that that the Giants are going to score more points in this game than people think. The Giants can be run on too, but they have a great, they're great on third down, and that mitigates the damage there. They don't give up a ton of points. I'm not that comfortable laying a bunch of points with the Giants' offense with how they look, but I'm going to trust in Dayball here and the fact that Houston is terrible. That I made Giants minus five a best bet, but obviously would, would like it at four and a half better. Ooh, we're on opposite sides on a couple games. I like it. Did uh, Pete? Did you want to have the Texans as a best bet or Texans in a teaser? What did I have it on the on the sheet? Uh, you had Jaguars Texans teaser. That's fine. Texas teaser. Okay. So you got uh, Texans plus 10 and a half. Yeah. That feels yeah, a lot more comfortable. Uh, yeah. I, and look, I, I sit my picks in and had not seen RJ's. I got the, like, I'd be, I'd be petrified of RJ right now, RJ. I got the Giants minus five is the best bet, too. This is, it, this is an insane number for a team like the Giants that likes to keep everything within, you know, like just all, every game is really, really close, but they're coming off the bye. And I'm sort of blindly trusting this is a complete leap, leap of faith here, but like Sean McDermott undefeated coming off the bye. Everything that the Bills have done well, like you've seen it transform or like carry over to to the Giants. And so I'm, I'm kind of giving Brian Dable a leap of faith here coming off the bye. I think maybe more importantly, you get a rested Saquon Barkley, a rested rejuvenated offensive line for the Giants, and a Texas team that just cannot stop the run. Uh, Barkley goes ape in this one. I think Damian Pierce could certainly have a big game as well. Um, but I, I like the Giants as a best bet minus five. And I get 11. I get 11. Oh, you get 11. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I like and and any Saquon Barkley over Rush Yard props. Yeah. Before we move on, I just want to congratulate Pete on taking the overall lead in our little competition this week since I'm on the same side of Brinson. It's <laughs> like two or three of them. <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's take it. I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. RJ can reevaluate his life choices. <laughs> <laughs> and when we come back, we will, uh, we've got some breaking ish news about the Vikings and the Bills game, which also could perhaps be our first revenge game. Next. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy, it's just real food delivered to your door in pre portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at slash podcast. That's slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vikings at Bills. Obviously, the big news here that Josh Allen is dealing with some kind of injury or he's dealing with what has been reported as a UCL injury. I don't think the Bills have actually announced it. They just said it's like a right arm or right elbow injury. Is that, am I, am I right there? Um, this line was six. It came down to quickly just kind of moved down. I think it got down to like five and a half, then four or four and a half. And, and now it's down to three and a half. We may see it move again because uh, let's see who, who reported that. It was uh, Joe Biscaglia, I think of the athletic in Buffalo. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, was not practicing on Thursday during the media viewing portion of practice. Um, Pete, actually, RJ, I'll ask you first. If Josh Allen is ruled out and Case Keenum, former Vikings quarterback, is their backup quarterback, is is their starter for Buffalo, where does this line end up? The other side of three, probably. Okay, so you don't think it gets past? You don't think it gets down like one or a pick'em or anything? Um, it, I mean, it's possible. If I think the people that are loading up on the Vikings are already loading up on the Vikings, so are they going to throw so much out at Mon Vikings plus two and a half to drive it down to pick them? Like I don't know. What will this be? This will be the fourth game the Vikings have played against the backup quarterback. Yeah. They're, yeah, we don't. We still don't know how good they are. I know it's, it's they're, but that they, they're good, right? Are they? They're good on offense. They should be, but I think they're good. I, th- I think I think they're good. I think they're good. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. No matter who plays, I'll, I'll take Buffalo. I just, okay. I, I just, I think this is a. The Vikings are playing consecutive road games. It's technically a big game, so that could hurt Kirk, <laughs> right? I tried to argue with Rick Spielman about that the other day. He was trying to say it wasn't a big game because it's outside the division. I go, come on, Rick, it's a big uh, game. By the, by the way, if, 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 Spiel, if Rick Spielman is arguing, he's like, this is if he's like desperately trying to argue that it's not a big game and that's why Kirk will be fine, like that, that means it's probably a big game and Kirk's probably going to soil his pants. Like, that's, yeah, it's a big game. And uh, but I'm going to take Buffalo. And are you, are you counting this as a, as a revenge game for Case Keenum? Absolutely. This is why we so have the revenge parlay. This here's is why the, the Ridge Parlay exists. Case here's Keenum why. took them to the NFC Championship game of the Minneapolis Miracle, and it was cast aside for Kirk he Cousins. Went any, it wasn't that good. But here, here's and he has to thing. take Kirk, Kirk Cousins down. Here's the other thing. Buffalo's got a good roster. You, okay, if, if Josh Allen's done for the year, they're, they're pretty much done. But if he's sure. done for a couple games, they can navigate that. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, they're a good team. So I'll, I'll take Buffalo minus the points. That is exactly the point, Pete. Buffalo's defense is elite despite the injuries they've dealt with. No team is top 21 against them. That includes Miami. That includes Baltimore. That includes Kansas City. And they are, they are able to hold all these great offenses down because they have a great defense. They have a great roster that can supplement Case Keenum, Stephon Diggs, all the good receivers they have. Minnesota keeps winning, not getting the market respect because they have a negative yards per play differential. 17th in yards per play on offense. Needed that bad Washington turnover that Pete's been grousing about to get the key late touchdown and, and, and get back in the, into that one. Uh, Minnesota's defense awful against the pass and in the red zone. I think Case Keenum can come in and score points here. Um, we've seen examples in the past of a situation where a team has not been lost because they had to turn to their backup quarterback because the roster around him so good. You said Case Keenum was number two seed with the Vikings that year. Number one seed was the Eagles. They won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And so we've seen this type of situation happen in the past. I don't think the Bills are out of it with Case Keenum. I want this line to dip under three after Keenum gets announced as a starter. And I love Buffalo here because I think they have the roster to win this game at home with Case Keenum at quarterback. And I also wanted to dip under three because then my money line parlay, my leg one of the revenge, the uh, actually uh, Brady Quinn suggested we call it the red ass parlay. What do you think? Red ass revenge parlay? I like revenge parlay, I think. Puffy bottom I, I, call it whatever you want now. In like three weeks, you're going to have found a, a beer company to sponsor you, and that'll be the name of it. So it doesn't really matter at this point. That, that would be did fantastic. you win it? Did you win it? Did you win it last week? Uh, we didn't do didn't it last week. One. We, we, oh. If there's not enough revenge to go around, we don't operate with it. Okay. So you, you're counting this as a revenge game. You'll take the bills too. Then. I mean, I think Case Keto qualifies. 
We'll give you that one. Thank you. All right. So that's part one of the of the revenge parlay. I think I've got enough to get get us to you know two or three games. Um, but yeah, case if Case Keenum starts now, well, if Josh got, Allen starts. He got Doug Peterson revenge game. You can always throw that one in there. Oh, you don't want that money line. <laughs> if I have to, you don't want that. Okay. I really, I, I, I would, I pick out. I don't think Doug Peterson and Andy Reid have beef. What's their beef? They love each other. He's the one who got right. Doug Peterson a job, and they both won a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if they love each other, but really, really, why do you say that? You can't, you can't just do that. I don't know if they love each other. How do you know if they love each other? I don't, you don't I mean, know. He that. was Doug's. I mean, Doug was Andy's quarterback, and like Andy's OC. Why do they not like each yeah, other? I don't know. So, because I think it's kind of based on the fact that Andy Reid's so likable now that that Brinson saying that you can't have a revenge game against Andy Reid. So let's keep that in mind whenever Miami plays Kansas City, because now we can't have a, a Tyreek Hill revenge game. Oh no 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 no! That if, did Miami no, Kansas City this year. I mean, Tyreek's got to like Andy Reid. Come on, Andy Reid's so like uh, No, no, no. That that would be like a. But you, but you could also argue that it's like Mahomes' uh, revenge against uh, Tyreek. You're not or our Tyreek, offense buddy. Revenge against Mahomes. That could be either one. Double revenge game. <laughs> I'll be the one who decides revenge. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. Moving along to the <laughs> Browns at the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> The Dolphins minus three and a half uh, over under 48 and a half, Pete. I love, I like the over in this game. I think this gets loose. I, I think these two defenses stink. Uh, I think Miami's defense is one of the most disappointing things I've seen in a long time. I thought they'd be pretty good this year. They're not. Cleveland's defense isn't much better. Cle- Tua will have success. The Browns will run the balls. They always do. I'll take uh, I'll take the over as one of my best bets. Miami's I offense, also like number, Miami a little bit too. I don't love them though. Number one in pass yards per play for Miami. Tua has won every game he's finished this year. Cleveland he stepped up before the bye versus Cincy, but it was it was a Cincy team missing Chase, and more importantly, they have a bad offensive line. And I think you can take advantage of teams playing Cincinnati with good pass rushes um, or especially good edge rushers. Miami's offense is ninth in sack rate, though I know they take a lot of heat for being not a good offensive line, but they've been good at not t- giving up a lot of sacks. They have the best wide receiver duo in the league. I don't think Cleveland stops them at all defensively. And Miami's not going to get enough credit for beating Detroit and Chicago, but when you stack road wins in this league, I think it's it's that's all you can do, um, even if you can't win by large margins every week. Um, so I think that's big. I think the the Dolphins in the past would have lost at least one of those games, and maybe even both. Um, but so I, I take that as a positive, even if they only won close games. There, they have one of the best home field advantages in the league, three points. Uh, in my power rating, certainly more than one point better than Cleveland when it was four. I gave it out in sports line at minus four. It dropped to minus three and a half because I guess there's Browns believers. I think the line should be seven. I have Miami as a best bet. Uh, I've got the over as a best bet as well, along with Pete, 48 and a half, 49 is fine. Oh, no. Every time we get it paired up on over, it goes rot. But, so, but here's the, the thing about this from, over, too. Stay the like, hell away from my over. The Browns, you can throw in the Browns, and Miami can throw, right? I mean, like, the Browns even isn't that great. And Nick, even though Miami's run defense is actually a, a lot better, I think than maybe the stats show because they the only huge rushing games they gave up were against Lamar Jackson, who had 119 rushing yards, uh, and then Justin Fields at 178. You know the Browns should still be able to run, and, the, and Nick Chubb is one of the rare running backs, maybe along with Derrick Henry, but like just so explosive in terms of popping off these big runs that he can actually help encourage an over through the run game. Like he can like get uh, get the tempo of a game moving quicker. That's just how Cleveland's operated over the past few years. So I mean, I love the over in the spot. I think Miami uh, overs are have been pretty solid lately. So I will take the over. I also lean towards Miami in, in uh, at minus three and a half. A real quick question, just to circle back because I was looking at my picks pool, and anybody who does uh, CBS, you know, we have awesome picks pools on CBSSports.com. If you're, you're in middle of the season now, but you should plan on getting one in next year if you haven't already. Um, if you have Buffalo minus six and a half, because they lock on Tuesday, you kind of have to take uh, Minnesota, right? Yeah, unless Josh Allen gets rolled in. Right. Okay. Just making sure. Um, even if you like Buffalo to win the game, which I which I do. All right. Next up, Cardinals at the Rams. Both quarterbacks in this game. The Lions actually – Matthew Stafford's in concussion protocol, and the Lions actually moved towards the Rams – which tells me that there's some concern about Kyler Murray, who was listed on the injury report, possibly not playing in this game. Uh, Pete, 
it's it's kind of hard to handicap it because we just don't know what the status is for the two quarterbacks, and that would obviously change the, the setup of this. But you see the total at 40. I mean, it does seem like we could see John Walford and Colt McCoy. These teams stink. They do stink. I mean, both offensive lines have major issues. Um, I just think every time Stafford takes a snap, he's, his eye level comes down because he's looking for who's going to hit him. Um, it's a Hall of Fame performance it, this year. But, but I'll just – I don't love – you know, you can't – how can you pick this game? But I'd I, I take the Rams just being at home. That's all. I, I lean to them. And the line didn't – you said a line, the line move even when Stafford's ruled with the concussion, gets put in concussion protocol. It was three early in the week. And then okay, it happened, dropped to one and a half. Now it's at two. Maybe a little more optimism with him. Maybe a little more pessimism with Murray. Who knows? Um, if it, at three, I was leaning to the Rams. If um, Stafford gets cleared, I like the Rams. All five Rams losses have been the top eight defenses in yards per play, top seven defenses in sack rate. Arizona's defense, 26 in yards per play, 27th in sack rate, 25th versus the pass. Much easier matchup for him than he's faced from much of the year the Rams dominated Arizona in that first game 7.4 yards per play to 4.5 Arizona had to execute long drives to keep them in the game and the losing I believe by eight I think a similar strategy here should lead to a much needed Rams win where they win by if not eight even more um, if Stafford is healthy so if Stafford gets cleared even if it does go up to three I like the Rams uh, I've got the Rams minus one and a half and it's obviously two now which is fine uh, as a best bet regardless if you look at this like you know we always talk about how um, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. Well, Sean McVay owns Cliff Kingsbury. He's yep. six and one against him, including the play, including the playoffs. The only loss to, to the Cardinals since Cliff Kingsbury took over Arizona is that first matchup last year. And it was coming on the heels of the Rams beating the Buccaneers at home in a in the Bucks defending champs, right? I mean, huge game, like the afternoon, I think it was the afternoon Fox game, uh, but like McVay and Stafford were going nuts on the sidelines, like a really emotionally charged game, and then the Cardinals were kind of the letdown spot somehow. So I just think for whatever reason, McVay has his number, and I think he can pull it off whether he's got a backup quarterback or the starter. The, the, the way the line is sitting, the way that things are going on, and the, the total here leads me to believe that we're not going to see Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy was great in backup duty, but I don't think it'll matter against uh, this Rams defense. I'll, I will take the Rams as a best bet. Chargers. So if, if McVay has dominated Kingsbury, is there a possibility that Kingsbury has a revenge game angle here? Um, no, because they play twice a year. So no revenge. Look, look at RJ's trying to get him to take something else that he doesn't. <laughs> oh, I, I missed one. I missed I'm one. just he. I mean, the first week of this, he did Belichick against the Jets. I'm just trying to stretch to, to meet that level yeah. of expectation. I mean, Belichick hates the Jets, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like Belichick, yeah, Belichick against they play twice the Jets, a year. Can't, and, and not only that, it can't be. He resigned from coaching the Jets because he ownership fired. Why he would he be mad? He did it. They should have revenge against him. Well, they haven't done a very good job about it. They played he's, forty he's, times he's since that happened. I actually missed one a revenge angle um, on the previous game. Jacoby Brissett at the Dolphins feels like a stretch. No, no, no. I, no, I said it feels no. like a stretch. No, that's a stretch. That ain't count. That doesn't count. All right, take it off. We still got three possibilities left. One of them is a one of them is a stone cold lock. Even you couldn't dispute it. You know what it is too. Keep going. <laughs> Chargers at the 49ers, Sunday night football in San Francisco. A hefty number. The San Francisco 49ers minus seven. Total of 45 and a half, Pete. You're, uh, I mean, look, I know Brandon Steele is your favorite coach in the NFL. Oh, my God. Last week, they didn't try a pass down the field in the first quarter. It's repulsive. It really is. Uh, I'm not taking them in this one either. I, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to go for well, 150, 160 against that run defense. They'll control the tempo. They'll control the game. Uh, it's not like the Chargers scare you with no receivers down the field, even though the kid has a cannon for an arm. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers and lay the seven. I have the Chargers as the best bet now, plus seven. Chargers tried to charge her last week with that late fumble. Atlanta charged right back, gave them the ball back. And, and Actually, the Falcons falconed right back. <laughs> the Falcons falconed, and the Chargers tried to charge her. So I guess a falconing is uh, is more potent than chargering, we, we found out. Um, but Chargers met expectations. They won by three. The line was three. And this look ahead was four and a half, and now it's seven. And San Francisco didn't play. So what changed? You know, I don't know. Like the market just seemed want to go all in on San Francisco's offense with Christian McCaffrey getting two weeks, maybe get more integrated here. I already had them as a plus four and a half power rating. I don't know how much more you want. I mean, if I start moving them up two and a half points, we're talking Eagles Chiefs 
And, right. and so if you want to make the argument that they're that good, go ahead. I think we still need some time for that. Um, we'll see if the Chargers offensive line holds up against the elite San Francisco defense, but this line's two points high to me. I would make it five. Chargers can fall flat every so often. They've won four or five since that injury rash early in the season. I think they're underrated at this point. So I think they'll keep it close. I got Chargers plus seven. It seems like too much value for me. Yeah, I lean towards the Chargers. Just to, I mean, the numbers is huge. Um, I mean, the Chargers like to keep games close. It, it does feel like everybody's sort of jumping, climbing like quickly aboard the San Francisco bandwagon, doesn't it? Like, and trying to hype. Like, if I think if you ask the, so I, mean, it, do I we think if they're healthy, the, they're the best team. When healthy, they're the best team in the NFC. I'm sorry, say that again, Pete. I said when healthy, they're the best team in the NFC. So you you would you think they're better than who? Eagles and Cowboys. So you think the 49ers are better? What? End of the year, they will be. I'm just trying. I, I don't necessarily. I'm, I'm just trying to. I want you. Well, to I know you got this. the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So and it's not for me. It's for Billy, who takes like extreme umbrage anytime anyone questions whether the Eagles are the best team in football or not. Now, right now, the Eagles have earned the right to be the number one team in the league. They've earned that right. But at the end of the year, the 49ers will be the best team in the NFC. Hey, I, I'm, I bet 49ers Super Bowl before the season. What's that? Sorry. What's I bet it's 49ers Super Bowl before the season, so I'm mad at it if it happens. But, That's you know, right. it's just plus four and a half is, is as high as I'm willing to go for them on their power rating right Wait, now. I can't get into Eagles uh, territory. Was it, did you have 49ers Ravens? Yeah, I had 49ers winning Super Bowl, Ravens winning AFC, plus 1,100, I believe, on Ravens and plus 2,000. Um, I have the Eagles and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, but I, I want to say I took the 49ers too because I, I agreed. I thought the 49ers and the Eagles were the – I yeah. took a team that I don't want in the Super Bowl. Packers, always. Packers Bills. Are you finally giving that up, Pete? Next year, no more Packers picks. The Super Bowl. Uh, depends what they do in the off season. <laughs> I mean, they've had so many injuries. I mean, it's ridiculous. This guy can't give it up. Can't quit him. Well, they're you know what? No matter what they do, they could sign uh, Merlin Olson and Bob Lilly in their prime, and they wouldn't stop the run. <laughs> 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 um, speaking of the Eagles, Commanders and Eagles Monday Night Football. Uh, I I put this I put this one down as revenge. I don't I, Eagles. Where's revenge? the revenge? <laughs> I don't Where's know. Where's the revenge? I don't know. I don't know. It's you got no revenge. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, with an angle. Well, it was going to be Carson Wentz, but he's out. Right. So can't no no revenge. Okay, that's fine. I it was I was just I was just I mean, so you don't have a revenge parlay yet. I, do, I guarantee you I do. If you want to play revenge angles in these divisional games, you gotta look at who did a team win twice last year, and then the other team's like, we gotta get a revenge next year. No, he's that. going for players who are coaches. I, I know what he, I know what he's doing, but with these like divisional games, that's what you gotta look at from the revenge angle. Right, if Washington like, lost twice and got embarrassed, then then look, yeah, it's a revenge angle. I threw the look, Carson Wentz played for the Eagles. And I just I listed it on here just to throw it out there because last week is it last week two weeks ago two weeks ago you completed Pete the the freaking revenge parlay by pointing out that Washington should be getting revenge on the Colts for trading them Carson Wentz and that actually hit uh, so Eagles minus uh, ten and a half is what so, we have I believe yeah we have, no we have eleven sorry uh, that's what the line is right now over under forty four Pete. This line is too bloated for me. I'm taking the 11. I think Washington is going to hang around. They're playing better. Their defense is playing better. I know it's a tough situation with Philly coming off the bye, but 11 points is too many in a division game. I'll take Washington plus the points is the best bet. I've been on Washington a lot with my best bets, by the way. I don't know why. We love that team. They're such a well put together team with a great quarterback and everything. Oh, uh, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, RJ. I, was, I'll, I'll. I think that's fine. Taking the eleven. I mean, we're getting to the point of the season where undefeated teams tend to be a little bit inflated. I don't know that that's happening with Philly. Uh, just power ratings wise, maybe people aren't aren't putting them as high as they should in terms of can't that, stop the that, run though, RJ. They cannot stop. They've the had run. they've had troubles with that, especially that Jordan Davis injury. Like I mentioned, heading into that game was going to be an issue, and then they they couldn't stop the run without him. Uh, but Washington's offense mostly rough versus Minnesota when the ref wasn't committing OPI. So maybe. Maybe they can enlist the refs to commit OPI for them here and, and keep this one close. But with that Washington offense, 28th yards per play, they do nothing well to me. They top 17 points once since week two. I think this game's an under game. So I would lean to the under at 44, but not a best bet. Uh, by the way, AG Assist, Attorney General Carl A. Racine of, I guess, of Washington, D.C. or I don't know, wherever he's from. 
tweeted out at 1.15 in the afternoon on Thursday, breaking, my office is suing Commander's owner Dan Snyder, the Commanders, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, and the NFL for colluding to deceive district residents, the heart of the Commander's fan base, about an investigation into toxic workplace culture. Now, um, and do un- you know that that's a real Twitter account? That's I mean, I'm not on Twitter. I don't know, but we're we're three days into this. Like, I wouldn't just say point. things that are. Have you seen some of the stuff that's going on with these like fake verified Twitter accounts? Yeah, like LeBron. Yeah, Mick, how will you? How will you live, um, Brinson, if Twitter goes kapui? I mean, it's your whole world. That's just not true. And did you see the Nintendo one? The, the Nintendo one's amazing. So somebody, so like right now, you can log on to Twitter, sign up for an account, pay eight dollars, and you get a check mark. Like there's no like you don't have to be like like hey I'm so and so here's my ID or hey I'm like a we brand. all we had to go through a verification process yeah like a, like a, we had to send our IDs and, yeah exactly um and so someone signed up for like is like Nintendo US which is somehow not taken by Nintendo right and they posted a picture of Mario just giving the bird like he's like just giving the bird and then they got suspended and everybody started like 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 attacking regular Nintendo's Twitter account complaining that they tweeted out Mario flipping everybody off. It's utter chaos in these streets to RJ's point. Um, Couldn't nobody could have predict that could happen with this situation. I actually, right before we jumped on, I downloaded an extension on Chrome that, that puts a different badge on, on the paid uh, Twitter. Is it really? It's an actual vapor. Yeah. It's some, you just have to like some, some two guys developed it. I haven't actually tested it out yet on real Twitter, but it'll tell you different names of them when, when the check mark is there. So I think that'll help. All right, Pete, in a hypothetical world where CBS, your employer for 43 years running, um, is not willing to pay the $8 a month for your Twitter batch, will you be paying $8 a month to keep your check mark? No. Okay, just curious. Do you I'll think I will? I'll get off. Who, I don't care. Who, Do you think I will pay $8 a month? Yeah, who's gonna pay? Like it has like a, a I think a negative societal Brinson's effect. Gonna, like look pay. at me, I'm paying to be verified. Like come Brinson's on, gonna pay? He wants he me lo- me. That's his whole uh, world. Twitter never pay for that. What are you not? That's crazy. All right, let's go back to the picks. Keep moving. Uh, I don't need to talk about my my world. Um, couple games left, and here's where we sew up a guaranteed revenge game parlay. There's no denying this one, my friend. The Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. We'll give you that one. Yeah. Cowboys Bills. We got Cowboys Bills right now. Cowboys minus four and a half. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau Field. He got emotional about it. The Packers are as down as they've been since he got fired. He might roll a, mas- a massage table out on the field to remind them that they can't impede. Dallas minus four and a half. I mean, can, can you imagine, like, if you try to come up with the weirdest possible scenarios? Like before the season started, you couldn't even get to Cowboys favored by four and a half in Green Bay with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I have a. I'm going to buy a shovel, and it's going to be my new shtick during the season because I started it last week with the Packers. I said I was going to take out a shovel because that hole is getting dug. They're done. They're yeah. dead. Throw them in the hole because I'm going to start burying them with my shovel. They stink, and not only that, they're hurt. Now you don't have Gary Stokes was in a boot all week. Dobbs in a boot. Aaron Jones was hurt. The line is hurt. Give me a break. Mike McCarthy is going to go in there and get revenge for you. I will take the Packers minus the points. Why would not, why wouldn't it be an Aaron Rodgers revenge game on McCarthy for leaving and sticking him with LaFleur? Cause he got, cause he got um, sticky with LaFleur. I'm just looking RJ, at it from Mike a, a, there forever. He didn't care. I'm looking he at it from Aaron's a, a, point of view. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's just looking for people to blame. You know, it's, yeah. it's the receivers it's the offensive line. It's everyone else. The quarterback coach, it's him. good it's grades. It's, like it's a it's lot McCarthy. of, it's him. So uh, this line's turning toward green Bay it's plus four and a half. Now green Bay continues a downward spiral, but their offense wasn't that bad aside from the interceptions, which is like, you know, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play um, with, with how Rogers played in that game? 
Dallas's offense is one spot behind Green Bay's offense in yards per play. So, I mean, if you just look at the yards per play that these two teams are getting, they've been equal offenses, and I don't think anybody would consider that with how we looked at Dallas. Um, Dallas is much better at the goal line, obviously. Green Bay traveled for four of their last five games. They had that, that UK game mixed in there as a quote-unquote home game. Get to catch your breath a little bit. I think the value might be on Green Bay, even with the state of their offensive line against this ridiculous defense. So value's on Green Bay, but I'm not playing it. I'm just going to stay away. Um, I mean, look, man. I kind of want to just end the revenge parlay here, right here, because Bills Cowboys pays plus one twenty five. That's a pretty good number. Uh, having said that, there's, there, there's one definite one coming up still. I know, and I'm trying. I know which way you're going to try and twist it to you. Is this so? You're, wait, is, it pays one twenty five. Just not. You're not taking anybody on the money line. You're just taking. No, no that's the money. Line. Bills and Packers okay. on the money line because they're both they're both favorite. Plays plus right. one twenty five. Okay. Yeah. So All I mean, right. look, now look. I don't in, in two games. So you're RJ taking him on the money. RJ is going to try and derail this parlay, and okay, he's going to do well, it successfully. But I just hold on a second. He's going to try and derail this parlay. He's going to do it successfully. I would encourage revenge enthusiasts to perhaps just take the Bills. No. Okay. No. All right, Bills. In the you can't put out a, a, a partial. It's either you all play or revenge it. angles. You got to play revenge well, angles. You got to play revenge angles. Damn it! I hate you guys. Um, I like the Cowboys here. The Packers are toast, man. They just—it's just a bad matchup. The Cowboys should be able to run at them all day. Michael Parsons is going to eat against Aaron Rodgers, and they're, they're so banged up. It's like you lose this one, by the way, and it's shut Aaron Rodgers down with that thumb injury and play Jordan Love for a few games and just see what you got. See if you get some trade value out of him. That's my opinion. Just one man's opinion. Lions at the Bears. Bears minus three over under forty-eight and a half. Pete. Yeah, I like the Bears here. I, I look, the, it, RJ mentioned it. The Lions made the plays when they had to, but you could still move up and down the field on them. I think Field is starting to play really good football, not just running it either. I mean, he's throwing it better as well. Uh, I'll take the Bears minus points. Detroit defense lucky to now allow nine in that game. Green Bay reached Detroit territory on every actual drive except for the, the kneel down at the end of the first half. Detroit defense last in yards per play, pass yards per play, third down percentage, points per game. They should get lit up every week, especially with an offense that's playing better. I also lean to Chicago, but but play it at two and a half. I've seen two and a halfs out there. Lean to the over, but but Chicago two and a half is a better play in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to add uh, the over is one of my best bets. A late add, 48 and a half. I love the over here. Doesn't look like Chicago. It's going to be cold there. It's my only really concern with Jared Goff and you know, Cali boy prefers indoors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but neither of these teams can really stop anybody. I think the the score in the uh, Packers-Lions game, obviously misleading. I think we see a lot of points in this one, so I will take the over as a best bet here. Finally, we get to the game of the week of the century of the millennium. Jeff Saturday makes his coaching debut. Jeff Saturday, who replaced Frank Reich, who replaced Josh McDaniels is going up against Josh McDaniels, who's coaching the Raiders. The Raiders are minus six. Wait, Jeff wait, where's Saturday. the revenge here? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll let y'all decide because I wrote I wrote or on it. But but first, I want to point out that this game is Raiders minus six. I think it moved there when Jeff Saturday was hired, but when he when it was announced that he's letting a thirty year old, uh, like. Quarter, assistant like passing game coordinator call plays and he gets to design this offense on like starting on Tuesday and install it for Sam Ellinger. Like the line didn't move. An avid, avid, um, for Pete, an avid Madden player, I think we can assume. So <laughs> I'm sure he's, I know you like those guys. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Saturday's he, actually old school though. Right. right. Uh, in 2015, and I don't want to crap on the, the, the guy who's calling plays for the Colts because I mean, yeah, he's obviously better, he's better football than me, but. I mean, he was a, he was a Sanford he was an, a, a GA a, like a general assistant at at Sanford in 2015. Brendan Staley was coaching at John Carroll like seven yeah. years ago. What are we doing with that? So what? I mean, hypothetically, hypothetically, it's football. It's just football. It's not that complicated. Everybody's making so making so complicated. It's not that complicated. How are the players in the locker room going to respond to to a guy that's never coached before now leading the well, team? How are the players in the, if they respect them, they'll like. If he handles them well, he'll be fine. I, you, I just don't. That's not the problem. The problem with the Colts is, you know what it is? Can Jeff worst? Saturday play center? That's what they need. <laughs> Their offensive line is putrid. It's the worst I've seen. It's terrible across the board. And I'm talking about Ryan Kelly's been dreadful. Braden Smith's been dreadful. 
Quentin Nelson hadn't been good. The left tackle's a rookie's been bad, and the right guards, whoever plays there, they benched their right guard six plays in Sunday because he gave up three sacks on stunts in six plays. Are you talking about are you talking about the right guard that was the right tackle that was the left tackle? Is that what you're talking about? He's (laughs) terrible. Mount Pryor, he's terrible. They're bad. The Raiders will feast and eat and dominate this game. Lay the points. I love the Raiders in this one. All right. What's the what's the revenge jingle here? RJ wants to wreck the parlay by making the Colts a revenge. Okay, well, no. well, first I'm going to tell you my analysis of the game. Indy's offense, atrocious, like you said. <laughs> 0 for 14 on third down, two yards per play. How do you fix that? Impossible to fix that no matter who you are. You could hire Vince Lombardi, uh, reincarnated here, into Jeff Saturday's body, and he's not going to fix his team. One Indy game is top 41 points all year. Scored 12 or less in all road games since week one. This game's going under. I like the under at 42 and a half. Did not lock it in as, as a play here, but it is up on Sportsline at that number. Now it's down to 42. Indy's defense has played well, particularly against the run where the Vegas offense has been better this seems like an under game for me this is an obvious revenge angle every player in the Colts organization wants to get revenge on Josh McDaniels for not taking over that team obviously you know they they would be flying high here he's he's obviously a great coach he would have fixed this team it wouldn't be in the spot they are now of, co- of course they want to get revenge on Josh McDaniels he's finally a coach in this league and now the team that he said you know what never mind I don't want to coach you guys even though I told you I would I'm peace out I'm going back to the Patriots get revenge on that dude Colts all the way for the revenge angle I mean you're not wrong like I can't argue with it I I tried to come up with some way that they're not revengeful for him not being there they're happy he's not there he would have been miserable so you're saying it doesn't count as revenge Pete no I'm not gonna make you take it it's not revenge Oh, it's the it's the biggest revenge angle. He, if, if we're talking these Belichick stupid angles from twenty five years ago, this is definitely a revenge. Well, that's angle. a terrible angle. There's no, no. It's spite. Okay, but what about this one? Gus Bradley's the defensive coordinator of of the Colts, and he was the defensive coordinator of the Raiders Ooh. last year. So we can put, and, add that in and make you take the Colts. And, and he's not the interim coach, so maybe I, look, he's look, getting look, revenge I, angle on Jeff Saturday. Look, look, right. I I couldn't I, like I don't obviously I don't think I think the Raiders are going to roll the Colts or they should roll the Colts given all the circumstances involved. If Josh McDaniels loses this game to like to the coach who. And the team has been like universally mocked all week long for these diversity pressures. Does he get fired? No. I don't know, but we'll definitely see at least forty-eight fake accounts firing. Why didn't they? Keep, night why did they just keep Rich Basagia? That's a good question. Um, I agree with RJ. I, I, I think it is a revenge angle against Josh McDaniels for the Colts. Like, I, I, Josh I McDaniels bailed person, on that. You know why he bailed on that whole job? Because he knew Andrew Luck was retiring. He was uncomfortable with Jimmy Ursay. Yeah, of course. He would want to work for Jim Ursay. He's a crazy man. So, I there's anything wrong with being crazy. I, I, don't crazy, know. Guys crazy. I don't know if this qualifies as a revenge angle, but we're going to make it qualify as one. You got to take the biggest I, I, I think it qualifies. Season. I was going to put it in. Obviously, I would prefer not to to win the parlay. I don't know. Jeff Saturday kind of inspiring. I like it. Let's go with it. So here's the revenge parlay. Cowboys, Bills, Colts money line plus 585. Woo-wee. I think I think it calls by win, and we just got a winner. Solution on our hand. By the okay, way, his high school three. his high school team did play a lot of spread football. Just to FYI, Saturday, <laughs> you're ridiculous. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> RJ, uh, that's it for all the games. RJ, do you have any look aheads? Yeah, I got one look ahead this week. Pittsburgh plus five and a half against Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's line tightening against New Orleans. Uh, if they win that game, which I think we all anticipate, they're going to get more respect here. TJ Watt likely playing this week, definitely playing next week. I think we can assume since these offensive line has been a major issue, definitely like fading them when they face good pass rushing teams. And now you got one of the best pass rushers in the league back here, probably a week more of getting healthy in his second game back. So love Pittsburgh plus five and a half. I think this one drops. All right. Again, the revenge parlay. You can round robin if you wanted to. Just saying. If you want to, if you're scared of the Colts, Colts, Cowboys, Bills, money line. It's case. It's uh Josh McDaniels, Mike McCarthy, Case Keenum. This is like legit revenge. Uh, plus five eighty five. It pays out. Here's the recap of all the best bets. Pete's best bets is the Buccaneers minus three, a Jaguars Texans teaser, the Steelers plus one and a half, the Commanders plus eleven, the Raiders minus six. And the Dolphins Browns over 48 and a half. RJ has Seattle plus three, the Giants minus five, Miami minus three and a half, KC minus nine and a half, the Chargers plus seven, 
a teaser with Denver plus eight and a half and Pittsburgh plus seven and a half. Benson, the look ahead at Pittsburgh plus five and a half. Make sure you get that in if you're capable of doing so. I've got the Seahawks plus three, the Rams minus one and a half, the Dolphins Browns over 48 and a half, the Giants minus four and a half, the Steelers plus one and a half, and the Lions Bears over 48 and a half. That is the best bet show for week 10. Let's go get paid. Let's keep the revenge revenge parlay perfect. And uh, remember, Pete, this podcast is in the top quartile, or is in the top quartile of the elite quartile of the top quartile podcast. You didn't know whatever that. the hell you just said. I thought I said Billy would roll the tape, but whatever. Jimmy Irsey. Shout out to Mercy. May he give a press conference every every week for the rest of the time. For Pete, for RJ, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. We're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right. That means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 